This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to look back on Liverpool's very professional 2-0 victory over Crystal Palace. A James Milner penalty on the stroke of half-time and a late Sadio Mane strike ensured Jurgen Klopp's side made it two wins from two to start the Premier League season. It also went some way to banishing the memory of Liverpool's last Monday night visit to Selhurst Park. But whereas the Reds ultimately fell short in the 2013-14 title race, tonight's performance will do little to dampen the huge excitement surrounding Jurgen Klopp's side. We'll kick off this podcast with the views of five Liverpool supporters who called into this show after the game to deliver their verdicts. Then we'll hear from our Liverpool FC correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce, and we'll round off the podcast with audio highlights from Klopp's press conference. Enjoy, and we'll be back after the Brighton game on Saturday. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, Graham Wright, the reporter for Liverpool. I've like, oh, seen the game tonight uh, versus Crystal Palace. A great victory for Liverpool. 2 0. Uh, top professional performance. A sort of game that two or three seasons ago, Liverpool may have either drawn or even lost the game. Uh, outstanding performances, particularly by Allison at the back. Uh, Liverpool went out and paid Jurgen Klopp, paid £65 million for the goalkeeper at the time. I thought it was an awful lot of money for a goalkeeper, but it appears to be money really well spent. Uh, very assured. Top distribution for a goalkeeper, and he, he brings a presence and assure the uh, confidence of the other back foot, the, the rest of the back four. Uh, alongside Van Dijk, who was an absolute colossus tonight, alongside Joe Gomez, uh, they could form a partnership together that could be a, the, the backbone of the next four or five seasons at least. Uh, Van Dijk is a £75 million world record for defender. Every penny has been well spent, an absolutely outstanding player for Liverpool. what from did it cross the line um so two nil that'll do um game went kind of as expected i think it was a uh, difficult to break palace down they were defending very deep trying to hit us on the counter um liverpool just kept chipping away trying to get that goal eventually got the penalty um which was a penalty by the way despite what um <laughs> the palace fans seem to think and what people were saying on tv and stuff like that um so I got hacked down. I'm not really sure why people were saying that was controversial, but there you go. Um, Salah was great. He was at the centre of everything we were doing in the game, even though he didn't score. Um, set up the second really well for Mane right at the end. Um, obviously, 
the uh, Palace player getting sent off. That was down to Salah as well. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a really solid performance, which is, it wasn't, you know, a 4-5-0, but it was the kind of performance you want to see from a team who are hopefully going to challenge for the title. Um, obviously, quick mention for Alisson as well in net, who I thought was incredible, showed why we paid all that money for him. Um was completely different that when balls were going in the box in the second half, you know, when Palace was starting to get shots on target in previous seasons, I feel like those would have been going in and the defence would have been panicking, but he's so assured. Um, he's such a good shot stopper and he's he's just so calm in goal. He's such a calm and influence. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, that was a really solid... Um, title challenging type performance so on to the next one good stuff good evening everyone this is simon donnelly liverpool echo lfc jury member we've just uh, witnessed liverpool beating crystal palace away and what a fantastic result the game maybe didn't flow um as well as the game against west ham it wasn't such we didn't show such Finesse, and it wasn't as much of um, an all-encompassing victory as maybe Man City have shown this weekend. But Crystal Palace away is a very tough place to go. Um, many teams this season, I guarantee you, will go to Palace and not come away with any points. It was tough. It was a type of game where classically, in the last couple of seasons, when we were 1-0 up late on and Palace had a man sent off, it was one of those games where we may well have conceded a late goal just by hook or by crook, by some set piece coming over the top. And a late equaliser for the for the home team would in the past or maybe in the past would have cost us points. But this season feels a little bit different. We dig in more. We, we don't look like conceding that late goal. And sure enough, with the power and the pace we have um, up front, we hit them on the break late on and made sure of the three points. It was it was needed. It was much needed because, believe me, if we'd have um, let a late one in and, and come away with just one point, questions would have been asked about our chances of catching up with City this season. Having seen the two games, the first two games of the season, and comparing ourselves with City, I have to say that we are a lot closer, but it still makes me think that City are the team to beat. And... I would be disappointed if we didn't come in the top two this season. Um, I think it was a great result in a tough place to go to. And I'm looking forward to the game this weekend against Brighton. Um, I feel sure another three points will be on the cards there. Well done, Liverpool. Come on, you Reds. Sam Planch, just reviewing the De Liverpool and Crystal Palace game there tonight. And I'm just made up that we got the three points. Three points is what the most important thing is. Um, you know, two games out of two, it was vital there that, that we got maximum points and then we can move on to the next game. Um, I thought it was very interesting tonight. A lot of different different things happened than, than usual. Um, I don't think we had a load of outstanding performers, which is good in one way and not in another. But last season... We had to have four, five, six players all on the top of the game 
to win a game, we'd be winning 4-3, three, 3-1. Three, There'll be goals everywhere. The likes of Salah, Mane and Firmino had to play out this game for us to win games. Tonight, Salah really had an off night for me. He looked a yard off. Um, and he did start, if, if everyone looks back, he did start last season like this. Um, and he missed a load of chances early doors. And then we know what happened after that, 44 goals. But he was just a yard off it tonight. And Firmino was in and out the game. And Manny started bright but faded as did Keita. And when you take all that into account, you think, well, just one 2 nil there, it's a tricky away game. And I think it's all because we were more solid at the back. And Van Dijk was an absolute colossus. Brilliant, he won every header, I think. You know, he organises that back four. And the goalie made a couple of saves and that, like, and he's really good with the ball, but he was very calm and composed. And when you think last season we had the likes of the Minule or Carrius, a bag of nerves at the back, that breeds, you know, onto your back four. And then they start panicking, and we, we lost loads of points over that. Just a bit of calmness and a bit of assurance. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come at the back. Massive difference. Um, and Klopp basically has addressed major problems. I think there's still a couple of areas we could have done with with another body or two, you know, but um, of the signings wise. But he, the main issues, he's just gone bang. I'll address that. Have a bit of that. We'll, we'll, we'll spend big on him, and we'll spend big on him, the goalie, and the Van Dijk centre half, and then obviously Keita is going to give us another dimension in the midfield. Um, you know, he showed some flashes tonight, some great little flicks, Keita. And great on the ball. There was one back pass he done. He'll have to learn from. And I thought he faded in the game. But he's definitely got something about him. He's got touch. He's got awareness. He's got skill. It, he'll, he'll give us another dimension. Good at through balls. He's quite direct. He's a cracking dribbler. So I think he'll, uh, is, you know, he'll get better and better and better. So that that really is a good sign. Um, I thought Juan Basaka for Palace was had a great game till he ironically got sent off. Um, I think that lad's got a big future. I was really impressed with him, to be honest. I've been impressed with him a couple of times. I've seen him. I think he's going to be a big player in the Premier League. But going back to Liverpool, you know, um, the penalty and stuff like that, at the end of the day, it's a penalty. Um, he's been touched. Admittedly, Salah has made the most of it. Um, you know, there's no doubt about that. But he did get clipped. Uh, Sacho had a couple of little bites at him. He's in the box. He's got to go down and, and, and you know, Let's face it, the pool have been criticised in the past for not making the most of situations like every other club does. So, you know, they've got to do it, and they, they did do it. I like the way we had control tonight, a bit different tonight. We had control of the game. Um, we saw that play. it wasn't all squash buckling end-to-end. We can play a lot better, and we've got the points. It's a, it's a great time to come. But let's, not, let's just take every game at a time. You know, there's all this talk going on. City have got the best squad in the world, like so for me. So let's forget about all that. But basically, Brighton's going to be a tough game. There's no easy games in the in the Prem, and at the end of the day, you know Man United thought they were going to the win um, against Brighton, and they got stuffed at the weekend, which was which was good. But you know we've got to be careful, and now we've got to approach that game with the same professionalism. And just to finish on one thing to finish there. Milner, great. His attitude, he started the season well. You know, we brought in uh, two big midfield signings for his place. 
And uh, I think his attitude's been phenomenal. And, you know, stuff I read and that round the club and um he's meant to be, you know, really good with the with the youngsters and, and the new new starters and he's a proper a proper role model and he you know, he's always putting the efforts in and everything. So then players you round the squad are great to have. So yeah, on to Brighton and hopefully we can do it, uh, get another three points there and, and I'm, I'm marching on, but it's a cracking start to out of two. Mark Baker analysing the Crystal Palace versus Liverpool fixture tonight. So I think a big thing to come out the game for Liverpool today was Liverpool didn't play particularly well in the game. Although I think a, a massive part that just came out of it has been the performance of Virgil van Dijk in Liverpool's defence. And also... Before and the game, there was a lot of statistics uh, bandied about about Liverpool in terms of where they sit in terms of the rest of the league in relation to fewest chances conceded on the goal, uh, fewest goals conceded, them kind of statistics in which Liverpool have faced since Van Dijk's arrival. But what what I failed to mention really was Liverpool was second to City in all them statistics prior to Van Dijk's arrival. So Liverpool, in terms of defensive organisation, without the ball, have always been strong under Klopp. And that progressed as Klopp's years got on. And last year they were excellent before the Dutchman came to Anfield, really. And, and prior to that, at the, the end of the last season, Liverpool can see very few shots on a goal. Not many teams find themselves in advantageous areas against the side. And that's because the defensive organisation has always been strong. Where Liverpool had felt down, and this, this was the point I felt got lost, was that Liverpool was suffering from more or less more individual errors than any other side in the Premier League, especially in relation to the league position. And that's the element that's been eradicated. So Liverpool may have moved up one place in terms of goals conceded, in terms of shots on their goal that they face. However, the biggest change round has been in the lack of individual errors which Liverpool were having. And, and a major problem was that with that was the centre-half pairings that Liverpool had, and especially Dejan Lovren is what you'd call as your, your starting mainstay centre-half in the side. Now, it was a bit of a misconception for me when Lovren was at Southampton that he was, he was coming on the back of this fantastic season. Lovren was very good up to December. The second half of that season at Southampton, he was very poor. In fact, Suarez ran him ragged at St Mary's and, and the second half of the season sort of exposed what we, we went on to see at Liverpool. And what I mean by that is there's a big difference in terms of playing for one of the lower place sides in the division or even the mid-table sides in the division who are likely to soak up pressure, have a back line that play quite deep in, in terms of the fade to the pitch. Now, when you play for the top side, and Liverpool are one of them in the Premier League, there's absolutely no doubt about that, it's a different skill set that you need to be able to play centre-half. And, and what, I'll, I'll try and explain that a bit more. So, in terms of when you play for one of the, the mid-table sides, if you like, or lower end of the table sides, you normally defend in deep. So, what happens is you defend in aerial balls, you see the game in front of you, you have a compact unit who play in front of you, and normally the opposition is trying to break you down. So you get time to see the play build up and you can read the game and deal with with anything that comes into your 18-yard box, really. When you play for Liverpool and when you play for the top team, that's just turned on its head because the top teams dominate the football. So your starting position within the game is it going to be a high starting position on the field. And with that, you need different elite traits to be able to play in the role. For example, you need a turn of pace because if you're defending high up the field, when the ball's turned over and if they beat 
the elements of pressure you're going to put on them in, in their final third and they get through the lines, then you're exposed and you're having to defend one-on-one in wide areas or in advanced amounts of space inside your own half, often isolated. And the problem Liverpool had was the players that they had, and Lovren in particular, they couldn't defend them situations in one-on-one areas. They weren't quick enough for the fleet of foot enough to be able to deal with that. And so... It caused Liverpool a massive problem. There's been a lot been said tonight, for example, about how Van Dijk's dominated in the air, and he has, absolutely, and it's, it's improved Liverpool no end, and I think that's a massive part of Van Dijk's armoury, is his stature and his ability to command and, and do things and win the aerial challenges. However, it's the rest of his game that make him so important to Liverpool as well, to play for the top team, so you can't run him. He's got that that level of, of pace where you're comfortable if, if the ball goes into the channel or you're leaving a defender one-on-one. Liverpool very rarely do because they're so well organised. They win the ball back so so well before it gets into dangerous areas. But if, if need be, Liverpool can do that and allows them to play higher up the park. He's also got that physicality so you can't out-muscle him. Very often balls will be coming into Liverpool's penalty area. We wouldn't be able to deal with it. We'd, we'd lose the first challenge. So all of them elements, you can't run them. You can't out-muscle him. He's dominant in the air. And also on the football, he's a fantastic passer of the ball in terms of relation to building up the play from the back line. And they are all the elements you need in a top centre-half. And it, it was evidence of Southampton. I was never in any doubt that Liverpool were doing the right thing in, in paying the money for Van Dijk. And it, it's made a, a difference to Liverpool, but not in the way that people are talking about so much. Yes, there's an element of he's doing brilliance in the air and he's improved Liverpool no end in terms of defending set plays and balls into the box, but it's the other aspects of the game, the elite traits, the player profile that you need to be able to play centre-half for one of the top clubs, and Liverpool now have it. And I, I believe, or I hope, that in Joe Gomez, Liverpool can find a player who can complement the Van Dijk at centre-half because... Joe Gomez, for me, was never going to be a right-back for Liverpool. I, I never rated him in the position. He doesn't have elite traits to be able to play the position in terms of he, he isn't good enough on the football. The modern game requires a full-back to be, to be so much better. And, and to be fair, Joe Gomez was always a centre-half. He was pushed into a right-back area. As many young players do to learn the game, you're not in a position where, uh, in relation to the biggest danger on the field, which is always through the centre of the pitch. So it's a good learning experience. But going forward for Liverpool... He is going to have to try and cement that place now because Liverpool need the partner for Van Dijk and let's hope he can be the partner because he seems to have a lot of traits to be able to play the role. He, you know, he's got a decent turn of pace, he's got good physicality, he's decent on the football. So hopefully he can be the partner and Liverpool don't have to resort to bringing Lovren back into that position. And this isn't... Uh, you know, a bashing of Dejan Lovren by any means. I mean, he has some good performances for Liverpool, but he's the kinds of player who will kid you because he'll have them good performances and then he'll throw in every couple of games and it's been shown time and time again, an error. And unfortunately, the stage Liverpool are at and the platform Liverpool are on and the margin for error Liverpool have, they just can't afford that. In terms of Lovren, I mean, he's too impetuous, he's too rash in his decision-making. And it may not come out for one or two games or three or four games when he, he's, he's winning the ball in front of the, the central striker and he's looking the part, he's looking like he's dominant. However, the decision-making will always let him down and them elite traits that he doesn't possess will come back to hate Liverpool. So let's hope Joe Gomez, and he certainly started well. I don't, listen, I don't, take too much into West Ham fixture West Ham were pretty abject and allowed Liverpool to play and did not have much of a threat but tonight at Crystal Palace Joe Gomez does really well so it'll be interesting to see how he does going forward but definitely 
Um, the Van Dijk situation has improved Liverpool. It's making a massive difference to our Liverpool play. I don't believe Liverpool played very well against Crystal Palace tonight. I felt that some of the decision-making from the forward players was not at the standard uh, that has been. But it's early in the season. I mean, they're fantastic players in Liverpool's forward line. And you don't have to worry about that. But they weren't at the sharpest today. And to be fair, I don't think they were against West Ham either. I just feel that West Ham allowed Liverpool to get to breach them and get in such dangerous positions, advantageous, advantageous positions so often that Liverpool eventually wore them down. But I still felt that Liverpool were a bit rusty in that part of the field in that game as well. I think the only other element to come, to, come from the game was, and I think this is going to be a, something going forward for Liverpool, was the makeup of the midfield. So up until the penalty, I think Liverpool, and I touched on this with Nabil Fakir in last week's analysis podcast, is... Are Liverpool going to have the player to be able to break teams down when they sit deep? And I thought Liverpool were struggling to some extent to do that against Crystal Palace before the penalty, which was a certain penalty for me. But it'll be interesting to see the make-up of the midfield because when Liverpool are handed the ball by the opposition and asked the question of, can you break us down? You'd imagine Naby Keita is always going to play. Again, I've got to see more of him to suggest what kind of player he is, whether he's got that, that skeleton key to unlock the door in his locker. Played one very good ball into into Salah um, in the first half today, but the makeup of that third midfielder. So there's going to be a holder either Fabino or Henderson for the long term. I know Van Alden played there today. Kaiser's going to play, and then it's the makeup of that third midfield player. Do you really need a James Milner, who was fantastic as he's been for Liverpool, great work rate, all the elements that we know that he brings to the game? Very, you know, say great work rate. I think. It's lazy of me, really, to say it's just great work. Right? He's an excellent footballer as well, but he's not the kind of creative force that Liverpool may need as that third man. Adam Lallana is a link player. He combines midfield to attack without having that that dissection of the back four with a, with a through ball. So maybe he's the answer for teams who are going to sit there and it'll be another test against that. I think it's next week in terms of we play Brighton, I think, which will be another game in which we'll be handed the ball and asked the question to break the opposition down. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it's been a successful night for Jurgen Klopp's side here at Selhurst Park. Finished Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool two. The Reds certainly had to fight for it. They had to dig deep and they had to withstand some pressure at times here. But there's no doubt they deserved it. That was a very, very different type of win to the one we enjoyed against uh, West Ham on the opening weekend. That was all about free-flowing, attacking football and spark and guile and quick passing and carving West Ham apart tonight was was about spirit and digging deep and, and showing guts and showing you know the unity I think as well that Klopp has fostered because Liverpool did have their backs to the wall at times but defensively I thought they were they were absolutely immense and Virgil van Dijk you know we've we've seen since January how he's blossomed into this role as Liverpool's defensive leader you know the man that Liverpool haven't had that kind of dominant personality back there since Jamie Carragher hung up his boots in in 2013. And I think Klopp said himself just now that Van Dijk has been so good that it's just completely rendered the debate over that £75 million price tag completely irrelevant because he looks every inch the best defender in world football. And when you've got someone like him, you know, it gives you every chance of competing for trophies. And and, I think tonight, felt like a real statement win for Liverpool because top teams will come here and drop points this season. You know, Palace were really well drilled. They were everything you'd expect from a, a Hodgson team. You know, they, they made life very difficult for Liverpool. Um, you know, they were compact. You know, they 
they, they, they soaked up everything Liverpool threw at them at times, then looked to hit them on the counter. But Liverpool stood up to that. You know, the, uh, you know, a little bit of luck just before half-time with the opening goal when, uh, when Mohamed Salah uh, was brought down by uh, Mamadou Sacco. Um, it was soft, but I think it was still a very clumsy challenge from Sacco. Hodgson complaining bitterly in the press conference just now, but he should really be directing his attention at Sacco because that was the kind of rash defending the Liverpool fans know only too well from him during his spell at Liverpool. And it's one of the reasons why Klopp showed him the door two years ago. So Milner tucked away the penalty. Um, Liverpool probably just about shaded, uh, shaded it in that, in that first half, despite you know, lacking a, a clinical edge in the final third. And then in the second half, they had their chances on the counter to finish Palace off. Didn't do that. And in the end, you know, Alisson Becker has had to make a couple of really smart saves to maintain that lead. And then... Uh, you know, obviously, the sending off helps Liverpool. That takes the sting out of Palace's fight back. You know, it was a it was a clear red card after Salah was brought down when he was was clean through. And then, you know, I think the 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 one that that wrapped up the points deep into stoppage time, uh, you know, just shows how dangerous this Klopp team are when they when they counter at such pace and with such skill. With uh, you know, typically it was a Van Dijk header that started it all off, clearing the lines from a Palace corner, and then Salah setting Mane away from halfway. And what a start to the season has been for Sadio Mane. That's three goals in two games now. The acceleration to get away from Van Aanholt, um, you know, kept he was stumbling as he went past uh, Wayne Hennessy, but kept his feet and kept his cool and rolled it home to uh, spark some wild celebrations in front of the travelling cop. It's two out of two for Liverpool. It's two clean sheets and they march on. Brighton up next on, on Saturday. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Come on, a free kick save was outstanding. <laughs> For me, look, I saw it from there. It was around, not was not a goalkeeper corner, so it was the other one. So that was really, it was quite impressive. And I think the header from Benteke as well. So and apart from that, around each set piece, Chris Pels blocks the goalkeeper and Van Dijk, and both were most decisive in all these situations. So they worked obviously somehow through. That forest of a lot of a lot of people and had then the ball, so that was all good. But it was not a brilliant football game from us. We don't have to make it bigger than it is. We won it because we scored in two very decisive moments. That's good. It's for us a big step because who watches us a little bit more often knows if we are not brilliant, we usually lose. <laughs> and we had today we were not brilliant, but we still won. That is a nice, not completely new, but at least not often experience. Um, situation for me. More about that, so it was not. Um, but um, well, it's not nothing to say about individual performance. But Mo Salah can play much better, so that's a 100%. But he was um, really involved in both goals, decisively involved. That's two assists, kind of. So that's that's all good, and um, so I'm completely fine with that. We have to play as a team. We can play as a team much better. So that means immediately he's involved in that. That's all. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.